Welcome into the Esports Network podcast. We talk about anything and everything related to esports. And it's a new year. It's a new us. Uh, it's a new everything, right? New, new season starting up for League of Legends and Valorant and Call of Duty. Everything's popping up this week and the next week as well. So here to kind of help explain uh, a little bit more, I'll say the FPS side of things, right? We'll say that. Tim Krajewski of the Center Ring, my personal FPS correspondent on the show, talking about uh, what he's seen from you know the past year of, of FPSs as as well as what we'll, we can expect to see, at least, or kind of what his thoughts are on the seasons to come. So, Tim, uh, thank you for hopping on. I know that the center ring takes a lot of your time, and as, as does the family, so I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to hop on the show with us and talk some some regular old esports. Any time for you, Kevin. Oh, for just specifically any- for me, not for anybody else? Nope, just for you. Not even for the center ring? Um, No, this would be a late... <laughs> Late start time for us. Hey, lucky for us, we don't we don't run for an hour and a half talking about every it's, single topic. We just go for true. Go for this quick. Is true. We also we like to gab. That's it is true. A much, you know, we're a lot of rambling going on on our podcast, but hey, you know, you guys are like uh, the sports talk equivalent of esports. Esports talk, this right? You got to fill the time. You got to buff it up a little bit and sound a little bit more entertaining. Make people want to listen for the talent and not for the uh, the actual topics at hand. Because sometimes it gets a little bit tiresome, you know. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. You can say esports is uh, great, but just like normal sports, it's there's a lot of repeat, rinse and repeat. So for you sure. know, got to mix it up a bit. For sure. So, Tim, uh, I mean, as of now, as of this recording, uh, we have the CDL coming up next week. Uh, VCT Valorant coming up, what, I think within the end of, the end of this month, I believe. So it's coming up pretty soon for these FPSs. CSGO is getting kicked off. I mean, what's exciting for you to watch the, at the beginning of 2022? What's something you're like, man, Valorant is definitely on my on my, my calendar. CDL, yeah. meh. What's, what's, what, what's, what, what's get you going today? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, of course, Valorant, VCT. Right. Mm. Especially with the NA side, with the way things ended at champs. I think there's a lot of question marks um, for NA. Right. We kind of go figure NA esports kind of dropped the ball in champs. You know, never seen that before. Classic. Yeah. You know, classic NA stuff. So I, I think there's a lot of question marks there. Right. Is Sentinels going to be the the top dog on NA side? Right. Um, although, and I say we dropped the ball, right? The NA teams did perform okay in champs, but they didn't get anywhere meeting expectations. Right. Um, so I guess it just depends. Like if you're a glass half full kind of guy, Hey, we made it to champs, you know, three teams and we did okay against the world's best. But if you're, you know, pessimistic, then it it was ugly. So I'm kind of surprised tens is still here. Yeah. Um, if, if you put my money, I would have history has shown us that he kind of likes to bail after big losses. So I'm kind of surprised he's still here as of yet. I mean, we still have a couple weeks, so he can always decide to to bail uh, long shot. But maybe Sinatra finds a spot, uh, you know, reports are saying that teams have spoken to him, but it, he's not worth the baggage. And that's the question mark of, okay, well, what's not worth the baggage? What he's asking for? Is it the cost that are keeping you away? Or is it, you know, obviously the allegations the yeah. of the allegations, you know, guilty or not guilty, like they're still there, right? This, the court of public opinion is still there. Um, so, you know, if he, if we are going to see him, it might be, I think a little later 
into VCT where maybe a top team or a fringe team is maybe struggling and they need to fight. Like right now, no one is like, hey, we need to risk it all and get Sinatra in. Wait till you start seeing some teams dip a little bit and then they get a little bit more desperate, right? Because I do think in sports and esports is no different. Winning is like the best forget me now pill of mm. all time. So, you know, you get him in there, he makes some big flashy plays. Like I said, you're always going to have those people protesting at the gate, but I think you're going to get a lot more people who probably forget it or say, yeah, but look how good he is, right? Like, look <laughs> at football, right? Can't, can't throw a ball down the field without hitting someone who with a little controversy behind him. So, hey, you're not wrong. I mean, what was the, uh, the thing about OJ Simpson? Yeah, but he ran for like 1500 yards in a season. Yeah. Like if, if he can still have people on his side, I, I think Sinatra can come back. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, what, if I owned a team, would I ever sign him? You know, probably not, but I don't own a team. So, yeah, and I don't want to speak for the morality of other team owners out there, but you know, they, if they're focused on winning, he's still a top player. Yeah, he's a top player that's eligible to play. That's the that's the bottom line. Yeah, so you're right. You know, it, whether, regardless of personal opinion or not, as of right now, not guilty is the verdict. So, like you said, like if they can look past the 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 picket fence or whatever, then yeah, you could probably you know the torch and pitchforks then. Yeah, you'll, you'll have a top player on your roster. So it's just, is he worth it? And what is he asking for? He might have to come down too. Because like I said, yeah. it, it might be him. He might be the problem. He might be like, hey, I'm still Sinatra. I'm still asking for top dollar. And people are like, yeah, but you're not. <laughs> like, you are a player that hasn't played top tier pros in a very long time. And you're coming with a bus full of baggage. So let's let's talk price so for sure there's that Ballard, though of course is go- always going to intrigue me uh, especially year two right yeah like, can it carry the hype and all that which i'm sure it can but we'll see especially now with the talks of riot bringing up possible uh agent picks and bands and things like that Cascading so we'll picks and everything yep yeah I, I would still like to see a few more agents added in before we start doing that yeah um but you know it's exciting that it's happening and what? i think that was always the case like What's, some people are like, yeah What's the current count now? Like 16 agents or so or something like that? It's a a lot. I mean, it's a lot. You just need some more in there that can replace ones that would be like Insta bans. Yeah. Because what's the point of having pick bans if you're constantly banning the same people every single time? For sure. And maybe maybe gets to the point like League of Legends where you get like five picks, five bans now. But I think early on, I think three is probably the most they could push. I mean, I'm even thinking two. Right. Just ban like the top ones for that team and i don't you know how however they would do it it's going to be different because with league once you pick the one champion that's it right Mm -hmm. like the other team can't pick the same one that's right yeah in valorant you can't do that because obviously that'd be pretty jacked up with how it plays but so i'm excited there cdl i'm actually excited for okay uh and we talk about this on our show as an esports show you have to separate the esports from the game. Yeah. And this is where I kind of feel bad for like the CDL, um, Halo with the HCS, where the esports side, now don't get me wrong, CDL is not doing a fantastic job <laughs> in their own right. But they are also, I think, getting a lot of crap for what the game is doing. Like, yeah, Vanguard might not be a fan favorite, and Vanguard might not have a ranked playlist. And, you know, the weapons might be out of balance or whatever. You know, it has a laundry list of issues. But that's not that's not the pro league's fault, Mm -mm. right? 
the pros are going to show up to play. I forget what pro I was watching the other day, but he was complaining about it, just going on and on and on and on about the game. And he's like, but I guess I'm the fool because I'm going to show up to play. So, <laughs> like, what am I going to do about it? Like, this could be the worst game of all time. I'm a pro in it. I'm, I got to play. And and uh, I think something interesting about the CDL, uh, just going off your point really, there really quick, is that a lot of these players, obviously, they're complaining on their streams, complaining on Twitter, all that stuff. Then at the end, they, they'll play those games. The fans will also follow them. Like, these are 100%. hyper-individualized uh, esports, you know, where it's just like... Players will, will be followed by fans no matter where they go. As you see it with a bunch of the Optic guys, you see it with, with a bunch of the, the Envy team, the, what, what was left of it now. But a lot of people follow those players wherever they go, no matter what they do, because they're fun. How, to, many times, yeah. how many times in football do we see a blown call by a ref that is just egregious? And you're like, this league's a joke. Mm-hmm. Like, it's unbelievably how bad the officiating is. And guess what? Next Sunday, you're watching it again. You know, so that's that's how it goes, right? <laughs> yeah, the, everything has its issues, but I'm not looking at, you know, the the game will still be played at a top tier level. So no matter how bad the game is, they're all playing the same game. So, and it's Call of Duty. At, at the end of the day, Call of Duty is Call of Duty. And for us fans, for us who watch it and don't play it, I hate to break it to you guys, but it all looks the same. Yeah. Like. <laughs> really i mean i don't play call of duty i stopped playing it after like the three times ago and look it, it's the same thing every time i understand from a competitive level and everything like that it's it's different but for spectators it all looks the same it feels the same i understand from a pro level they have their nitpicks and issues not having a ranked playlist at the start is a joke but again that's not esports side of it in reality it's not the leagues that that has to worry about it yeah um the fact that it's starting in january when the game came out in october is their fault like that's the league's fault that's yeah. that's kind of an embarrassment that we're only coming up now on the kickoff weekend um and you know we're almost half a year into the game's life cycle but you know um that's that's again that's something that needs to get worked out and they've addressed it in their first uh, community outreach, whatever they called it the other day. Yep. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited for it. The fact that they finally did a community outreach says they're at least listening, which is more than what people have thought as of late, but I'm, I am excited for the CDL, despite the hate around <laughs> Vanguard, I'm excited for CDL. That's fair. We're still going to get top play. That's fair. And, and Daniel Sai and that whole team over there, over at the CDL, obviously they spent a lot of the winter break, kind of just listening to all the all the fans and, and yelling. And I'm sure that first week back in the office in January, they're like, "Yeah, we gotta we gotta do a little bit of uh, a little bit of damage control." And you know, they kind of did that their thing. And a lot yeah. of it isn't their fault. You're CDL. right. Yeah. Credit to CDL because it probably takes everyone there biting their tongues, not throwing the de- developers under exactly. the bus. Exactly. Like they could probably easily be like, "Yeah, we understand all this is out of balance. What do you want us to do about it?" Literally right? nothing. They can't do anything. We're, we're the league. I don't know how much power they have in it. Like I know they probably have some say, right? But at the end of the day, it's such a small portion of the game. They're looking at Warzone and everything else, the money makers. That's that's what they care about. Yeah. So, I mean, at um, most, yeah. th- that CDL team is like, what, 15 people-ish? Maybe? Yeah, it can't be that large. And, you know, I, I do, I don't like that we're GAing stuff already. No. Like, the fact that we're GAing snipers again. <laughs> um, I just think 
there has to be a point where these pros just play the game. No, Call of Duty is obviously very um, drastic on the spectrum of casual and pro play. Like casual, you're walking around with, you know, dually flamethrowers and whatever, you know, like whatever, right? It's ridiculous. And we all know that. So, yes, some things have to be GA'd. But like a, an FPS without a sniper. Like, what are we doing here? Again, two years in a row, we're not going to have sniper kills? That's that- my exact same quote right there. Just two years in a row, no snipes in, in, in Search and Destroy. No, I think it's like no MP40 or something like that, too. It's, it's a bunch of... I, like, just, like, it should be illegal. Yeah. To not have a sniper rifle in an FPS should be illegal. Oh, man, it's just it's extremely, extremely disappointing. But I'm curious because yeah. I know you mentioned HCS earlier. And so just to kind of bounce around a little bit more on these FPSs and, and, and these arena shooters like like Halo. How did you I mean, how did you feel about Halo? You, I, I'm assuming you played a little bit of, of the infinite flights. and I'm assuming you played a little bit more of the multiplayer now. And now you're watching the HCS take place. Uh, how did you feel that first month of Halo competitions went down? And now we're kind of getting into the the the, the grind of the season finally after I don't know how many years of Halo being a, a you know an afterthought for a lot of people now Halo esports is back in a in a huge way what is mm-hmm. your I guess immediate verdict or immediate reaction to seeing Halo come back into the spotlight well I mean you know me I'm a Halo guy yes like despite it being dead for the last five or six years uh which it has you know don't don't fight me on it it's it's been dead like it has not been nearly as well received on the esports side of things uh, and I think that's partially because they knew Infinite was coming out. So, like, for the last two years, they definitely just kind of said, like, they just kind of brushed it under the carpet and said, we'll deal with this mess later. Um, so, that being said, Infinite from a competitive side, again, this is much like CDL and Call of Duty. Like, yeah, the, the game has its issues, but let's look at the, the esports side of it. I think it's it's doing really great. Their first kickoff at Raleigh was... I thought good apart from day one, which might be the yikes of the year for being like such a horrible. I mean, you're Halo Infinite. The game has been making now in development for what, five or six years. It's had a year plus of delay. The hype is as high as it's ever been right in the last six years, decade, whatever for Halo. And you come out on day one. And there are so many technical delays. The game is crashing what seems like every other map. It, it was not good. Not good. And I think that does trickle over into the game side of it because they were playing on PCs there and they had to switch to Xboxes. Um, I am a PC player. I play on the PC. I switched to controller again. I haven't touched a controller in probably 10 years. Wow. Um, but the aim assist and everything like that is a joke and you have to use a controller if you want to actually like compete on an equal playing field, but I digress. Uh, it, the, the game on PC is rough, right? It crashes. And we saw that at the event they need to, this is what I think from halo, the game. And if it wants to keep a healthy esports life cycle and not go right back to, you know, the basement of esports that it was with halo five, this is the first one on PC at, at this level, right? Mm. Like, yeah, Master Chief and everything was on PC and Halo, CE, and two, whatever, but it's not the same. This is, for all intents and purposes, the first new release Halo on PC, right? So you had all the hype. PC players are still playing. The numbers are okay. Obviously, they dropped, as they always will be, especially for a free-to-play game. Like, people want to talk numbers, and I'm like, bro, it's a free-to-play game. 
Like, of course, the numbers are going to drop insane. You have people downloading it for free, playing <laughs> one match and going, eh, not for me, and never playing it again. Like, let's pump the brakes, kind of look at it from two weeks out, and then give me the numbers. But I digress. What's going to, I think, be Halo's downfall, if they don't address it soon, and they're just as bad as Call of Duty as far as talking to the community, as far as I'm concerned, is they got to have a timeline out for what they're going to do. You're on PC, finally on PC. You finally have cross-platform play, cross-play, whatever. You have to tap into that PC market. Mm -hmm. You can't have this aim assist, and they flashed the stat up, like, Controller players have 10% more accuracy than mouse and keyboard players. And people are trying to say, well, it's because controller players have been playing longer. They're, they're Halo veterans. That's true to an extent, but 10% accuracy on a pro level or people trying to compete in tournaments to reach a pro level is insane. Especially when it's hardware driven, right? Like that's in-game driven by the developer. It's not like a baseball team hitting 10% better than another team. It's just skill outplaying skill. There is nothing that PC player can do to reach that 10% uh, effectively, Mm -hmm. right? You might have a few outliers here and there, but you talk to, you go on the competitive subreddit for Halo and all the mouse and keyboard guys are like, yeah, you know, you have to play this with a mindset of you're playing on a mouse and keyboard for fun. Even if you're playing at a high level, like high ranks, like, just know, like, you're going to get rolled by controller players because you will never outgun them. Like, 10%. They're 10% better, which is, again, at a high level, huge. So, this is just my long-winded point of saying, Halo is on PC. Let's take advantage of it. You have an entire market where you didn't have before. If Call of Duty comes out with one good game next year, right? Like, just say the mm-hmm. next Call of Duty is on fire and everyone loves it again. Your only big player base is on console. That's where your dedicated player base is. They're going to go right back to Call of Duty like they did the last six years. Like, that. this is it. This is your one Halo for the next five or six years, right? So you don't release a game every year like Call of Duty does. You don't have a backup plan next year and be like, well, this one sucks, but eh, we'll get them next year. This is it. So you can't let players already be forgetting you because you're not updating your game fast enough after launch, right? The multiplayer from a casual standpoint, again, this is not esports necessarily, so I'm not going to dog on HCS for this. Um, but you know, it's, it's just, it was a rough launch for a game that took five or six years to develop and mainly focusing on multiplayer at the launch. It, it was a all intents and purposes, a rough launch, you know? And I say that given the three months that it's been out or however long it's been out. Um, <laughs> it's only been out for like a month or two. But um, there's that. And I will also say from an HCS standpoint, what I would like to see is because it's on PC now, Kevin, let's, let's uh, up this a little bit. Let's put some makeup on this presentation. Yeah, okay. Like we're still using like in-game spectating views and things like that. Like let's, let's open source this up a little bit, 343 Studios, and let these tournament organizers get a little fancy with it. This is your, your big boys now. You're playing on PCs. 
let's take advantage of it. We don't have to be limited by a console. That is that is a very good point. That point, I think uh, you said at the end there, was probably the biggest point in making HCS and Halo Esports as a whole kind of elevate themselves past the CDL, past, you know, other competitive esports of that nature. But just like... I'm not saying it has to all be mouse and keyboard no. players, but... Do you you can have but the thing is is crossplay has been around long enough, right? Mm-hmm. We have never seen it cross blend on a professional level. No. And that's always because there's either not enough aim assist to have a controller play, or there's too much aim assist to have a mouse and keyboard not compete. There has to be an equal balance. And I know both sides are gonna scream until their faces are blue that you know the other side is unfair or whatever, and this side has this advantage, that side that listen, the reality of it is is there's a lot of mouse and keyboard players that are really good at Halo. You're telling me not one of them can break into the scene on the pro level, and it's just because everyone who happens to use a mouse or a controller is just so much better than them? No. There's something there, right? It's There's something there to it that's preventing a mouse and keyboard player from getting it, and it's a 10% accuracy. That's It's simple as that. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I've been saying this about the uh, about Call of Duty and the CDL for years now. Just, just pretty much, there hasn't been a bona fide attempt to make mouse and keyboard a vital avenue. It's, it's not. There's, there's no, there's no way for them to, to really like. Uh, we, we can, we can balance this out. No, they, they made zero attempt. I believe that sincerely. They made zero attempt to bridge that gap between the two. And they're just like, you know what? Console's easier. Throw it on controller. Put it like ten percent assist. Everybody else be damned. Where it's been, well, you know, we're fine. But it's like, yeah, but you guys aren't acknowledging like that untapped market in the mouse and keyboard player to where if you just made it even like what's the problem of making it even mm-hmm. right they're like well but the controller players need i'm not they can have aim assist that's fine but you got to give something to the mouse and keyboard players to to make up for it like whether it be some bullet magneti- magnetization is that a word yeah magnetism yeah uh you know things like that it's, it's got there's something that can be done like i feel like esports is really missing out on this cross play platform where it's like truly anybody playing your game can go pro that's you know, a good point. point. In case with even Overwatch, yeah. right? Overwatch was very popular on console for a little bit there. Not one player playing control and key or um, a controller broke into any type of competitive scene. Now, does Overwatch have any kind of aim assist or, or like very little? I'm not, I, I, I'm, I'm not familiar with it. I'd be lying to you if I said I ever even thought about playing that game with a controller. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe like a. A Torb might be the player, uh, uh, you know, Winston might be a controller player. I don't know. I couldn't imagine playing it on a controller, but uh, I have no idea. My point is, is crossplay has been around long enough. We should have seen some cross pollination right now in these pro scenes, and we just have never seen it at all. So that's what I think HCS needs to focus on to take those PC players, bring them into their ecosystem, and then that will secure some type of fallout for when the next good call of duty comes out for sure because like you said i mean it's usually what five six years between development cycles of and releases of these halo games yeah, I mean, unless they decide to mix it up now but i can't imagine after this one they're just going to release one in two years yeah. so that that brings me kind of to my next question which i was thinking about this as you as you're mentioning it about kind of retaining a pc kind of audience and it's it's something that's been brought up a bunch by popular streamers who love the br they love battle royales now i'm i'm of the camp that 
you don't need a BR if the game is good enough on its own. But Halo Infinite as it stands right now, do you think it would benefit from having some kind of Battle Royale format? Or is it just kind of like, that's too far for them to kind of think about really right now. They need to focus on the game at hand. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I hate, I can't stand Battle Royales, mm-hmm. first of all. This is just not my thing. Right. Um, even though Fortnite has gotten my attention for the first time in forever. Like, I just started playing Fortnite. I'm going like, to save um, that question for later, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. It's just, it all of a sudden came up in my life. But I, you know, I don't think Halo necessarily needs a BR. I see the appeal of it, especially from a tre- streaming Twitch standpoint. Like, it, it, you know, look at all the games on Twitch, the top FPS, right? They typically all have some type of BR to it. Um, so I understand that argument. I think what Halo needs like they didn't even come out with all the features so it's hard to even say oh well it needs a br well how about we get some more game modes in here how about we get some more maps let's mm-hmm. get forge like the huge thing with halo back in the day was forge like you go in there and you could have the thing is with forges you have people very creative people and again especially on pc if they really focus on it you can make a br in forge yeah right like you could you know, to an extent right you could figure it out um, you know, they had race tracks. They had, you know, little. They made up little sports and things like that in the forge. I think that is what would also bring back a lot of those casual players that, you know, you could kind of do that on Twitch and whatever. Like, just bring back that, and then let's talk about a BR. But for right now, let's focus. Like, let's bring back what you told us was going to be there in the first place, and then. Then tease a BR. They can't even figure out big team battle. No, Kevin. Big, like you can't get into a big team battle for the last three weeks. How are they going to do a BR? That's a good point. That that's a great point. I think it's just something that they that, like. Like I mentioned, just, just focus on the game at hand, the game you're trying to put out there, the game you you marketed, and just focus on putting that up before you talk about anything relating to a battle royale or battle royale like gameplay mode, whatever it is. Yeah. A game doesn't have to be a top five twitch game no. to be a successful esport i mean look at call of duty multiplayer not Warzone, but multiplayer and it's the twitch numbers are horrendous mm-hmm. right but when the esports comes around it gets good viewers you know it gets good numbers and things like that so it doesn't necessarily have to i mean yeah obviously it helps right like i'm sure those companies would love to see halo being number one on twitch but it's just from a, a viewership standpoint it's just not not the case like people aren't just going to sit there and watch sweaty players the whole time <laughs> like it's not not how it happens no for sure for sure so that that brings me uh you mentioned fortnite because i it, it took me out for a second so somehow some way the esport that wasn't ever an esport for you has caught your attention fortnite the 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 five-year-old ish oh, games no, complete casual standpoint it's still not an esport okay okay their, their esport side is still dead there's just nothing there but uh no i play Fortnite and uh, I don't build at all. That's the thing. Oh, so you, you go the buildless approach. You just pretty much just straight up running gun. And it really works out because I think it trips people up. Like they're looking for someone to build, and I'm like right underneath them the whole time. So, <laughs> you know. so what drew this 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 kind of reignition of, of Fortnite interest, at least from a well, casual perspective for you? Was it just like playing with kids, playing online, or just kind of just? If, if you want me to play your game, add a Spider-Man skin to it. Oh my right? goodness. That's kind of like, honestly, like I saw in the new season, they added Spider-Man to the battle pass and I'm like, okay, well then I guess I'm back and I haven't played Fortnite in two years until 
until just recently, but you get Spider-Man in your game. I'll I'll play it. For reference to the audience, Tim does have a Spider-Man figure right behind his head in, in our in a little I video do. chat. I do. Spider-Man bobblehead, right? That's Always right. right there. So uh, you know, if League of Legends ever decides to get me to play, just add a Spider-Man character and I'm in. Hey, they, they have a spider-like character. Does that count? Not, not really a spider-man, but she she's a spider-person-ish? Spider-lady? Almost. Almost. Not not quite. Not enough uh, for Tim's uh, alley right there. So, uh, Tim, uh, we're, we're coming up uh, across it right now, but I just want to ask you, because this is something that shocked me. I'm sure it kind of came as a shock to you. In 2021, we saw, like ridiculously huge numbers across East Asia, across Brazil, Latin America, specifically for two mobile games called Free Fire and Mobile Legends Bang Bang, which is basically a League of Legends ripoff that got sued for it in Riot 1. But pretty much mobile gaming is insane right now. I had no idea. Did you have any idea? Or are you just kind of like, man, this is, it crept up on you too? Or what was that reaction like? Because I'm an eSport expert. Did I know this? Um... Also, because Anuj is India from India, he's Indian from India, so he's got family over there, right? And he knows how, like, when when PUBG Mobile was the craze over there, like he, we always talked about it on the show. Like, yeah, he's like, dude, everyone plays it over there. They're like, you go to a restaurant, people are playing it at the restaurant. You go to on the bus, you go to the park. He's like, it is insane over there. Um, so I had an idea. I, that doesn't say I get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I I don't. I truly, truly, truly don't. I uh, I have tried playing Call of Duty Mobile. I've tried playing Fortnite Mobile. Couldn't do it. I don't get it. Maybe I don't have the right phone. Maybe I don't have like a big enough phone. Maybe I'm too old. I don't know. I don't know how these people do it on a phone. I don't understand it. Um, chalk it up to being a boomer. I don't know, but. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, the numbers they're pulling, I, I think uh, the free fire the numbers, because it's obviously way more accessible. Like everyone has a phone yeah. pretty much. So I get like why they're so big no, compared to, but this wouldn't PC. be like, this wouldn't be like not player, player numbers, not player base. I'm talking like viewership numbers. Like, that's for, what I'm saying. That's though. insane like, to me. I just don't understand just player base. It's like, they're also in love with the games. Yeah. Like I couldn't ever imagine being like, yo, Kevin, you want to play some games tonight? Get on your phone. <laughs> like, there's no, no way I would. If you ever want to know if my phone has been lost in Brazil, it's if someone ever asks you if I want to play a mobile game, because that's the only way it's ever going to happen. Like, there's no way I would be like, yeah, I'm at home with my PC and everything else. Let's play some. Let's play some COD Mobile. Like it's just not going to happen. Like I, I downloaded COD Mobile. I couldn't do it. I downloaded Free Fire. I couldn't do it. That being said, for the people who can do it, it is like immensely yeah. impressive. Like how you can like aim and slide and sprint and do all this. What to a touchscreen. Yeah, I don't know if they're using like a controller on their Bluetooth and they're all cheating. I don't know, but <laughs> it is a. Uh, it's out there. You know, I'll acknowledge the fact that, yeah, it's making billions of dollars, but not for me. Not, not for not you. It for me. So I'm, I guess, what is it for people like us? Cause I don't really get it either. And for people, I guess of our not generation, but of our, our kind of groupings, I guess, what is it for us that kind of, do you think just doesn't make it accessible? Cause like we all have phones, but we all don't mobile game. You know, uh, we all have PCs, we all have consoles, we have uh, games that we love, games we play, but none of them are on 
I guess the phone is a different culture, right? Yeah, we have PCs and consoles. I bet you for a lot of these people, they don't have the PC or the console to really run these type of games. I also think that in this conversation, we are just too old. Yeah, like we did not grow up. I'm 31. I really did not have games like this on my phone. Like I had Candy Crush. Tetris and Tetris <laughs> bubble popper. Like those were the games that we had when I was like at an age to where I was like, Oh yeah, I'll game on my phone. Now I, you know, I have nothing on my phone except for <laughs> 10 gigs of pictures and videos of my kids. So, you know, I, I, I we're just old enough to miss the craze of mobile gaming. I, and I honestly think that's the case for me. You know, maybe. if I was in high school, sure. Maybe I would download it and, you know, you're at school all day, so you're working on it. Right now, if I'm sitting on the couch, I don't want to spend that time trying to figure out, you know, an FPS on mobile. I'm just going to go get my computer and play. Well, Tim, uh, at risk of sounding like a boomer as well, I'm turning 27, 28 this year. I don't know. I don't even know how old I am now. I was born 94, so that's that's the frame of reference for you. I'm turning 28. Yeah, so I, I growing up, I got my first phone when I was 12, 13, and it was the old flip phone where you had to like push in the buttons and it was like alphanumeric coding and all that. Yeah. And the games were also just super so even dumbed down. I, I don't think I got my phone, my first phone at 16 years old. Okay. And it was old enough to where it didn't have color. Yep. Like that's like it did not have any type of back back in my day, you couldn't even text. So when I first got my phone, you couldn't even text. So no, that's, yeah, that tells you why I don't do mobile gaming. Now nah, that makes it sense. Was not. It's just completely second nature. But again, it's a from an esports side of it. I understand the business side. I just you know I'd have to imagine it's like us looking at cricket in the world. Yeah, like cricket is huge in other places, but yet I you know you would never even knew it existed if you talk to an American. So I mean, we, for us pretty much doesn't exist. And <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So it's like, okay, it's, it's sometimes I think we forget that there are other things outside of North America, but uh, yeah, mobile gaming is it's popular somewhere. Now I will say though, mm. on our podcast, we don't, we don't uh, panhandle to them. Oh, I okay. Hide, I don't hide the fact that I don't care about mobile esports. That's fair. That's fair. I think it's, it's something that, uh, it, it goes unsung for a lot of you like, oh, you know, I don't really get esports or mobile esports. It's not my thing. That's really fun, right? As long as you're upfront about it and you're just like, I'll still cover it sometimes if it's interesting, but I'm not going to give you like scoreboard updates on what's going on in mobile I mean, esports. It would have to be like, I couldn't even tell you what it would have to be like to get us to talk about it. <laughs> but it would have to be like, maybe if like Victoria's Secret Models all of a sudden made a team, then maybe we would bring it up on our show. But outside of that, it if mobile esports is your thing, don't don't come listen to my podcast. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll give some spotlight to it, but it ain't it ain't high on my radar right now. I'm trying to change that a little bit for for 2022. Maybe like shed a little bit more behind the scenes on on mobile esports. But for now, it's kind of like I'm the same way. I'm like I don't I don't really get it, and I don't think I'll ever get it. But I'll, I'll bring other people on to talk about it because they get it. That's 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 a, uh, that's a professional host right there. That's you right. Get other people to talk about it. That's it. That's why. You, that's why I'm having you on the show to talk Valorant and, and talk uh, yeah, Halo and CDL because I don't really, in, you know, ingratiate myself in that scene enough to know what the hell I'm talking about. Right. 
Nothing but, wrong with that. You're right. But Tim, you, you ran the gamut it's, with me across all those scenes. So I, I greatly appreciate that. I only have one last little question for you. And it kind of uh, kind of builds off of we, our last conversation, if you will. And that's basically, did you have enough time uh, and since our last talk to really, you know, get yourself watching some of those Gundam animes or get yourself another Gundam model kit? What's going on there? Um, I still have the one Death Scythe model kit that I need to build. Oh, the backlog is, is increasing already. Yeah, I got to build him. I got to paint the other one. So I haven't really messed with those. Um, I don't really pull out a lot of small objects when there's kids, kids running around my house anymore. So I don't know when I'll do that. Maybe like in 16 years or something. Um, and then as far as the anime goes, I watched Hathaway on Netflix. Okay. That new one there. It was okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of story, a lot of plot, a lot of fluff. I feel like um, my life has taken me away from, <laughs> from anime. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's I'm older now. Maybe it's because my wife has made fun of me for the last 10 years watching it. But it's just, it's so soap opery. Like, it's just such a... Yeah. It's very soap opera-like. So, well, you know, I liked it. I just want more Gundams. I, that's what I like. I like big machines fighting other big machines. Yes. Give yes. less talking. Give me more machines fighting. That's give, what I want. I want to see flailing robot arms and heads flying. I want to see pieces falling off, beam sabers, beam rifles, whatever, shooting up, you know, other robots. Give me more of that. Yep. Or juicy, juicy political drama like Char, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All his backstories were always so good, and it was like, oh, okay, this is neat. I don't need love story. I felt myself like, even like I was watching it, I was texting you the whole time. Like, oh, what yeah. the hell is going on? <laughs> like, I'm like Googling everything that's happening because it's like, I've watched all the prelude stuff to know what's going on, but I still got nothing. Like, I have no idea who these people are, and I just watched all of the shows leading up to this. So, Maybe that's on me. Maybe that's on no. me. I'll, I'll, I'll take the L, but it, you know. No, it's it's a it's a it's a pretty far out there concept, and I wouldn't be surprised if more people felt the same way you do. So uh, for now, though, Tim, I got to thank you for coming on the show, man. Of course, uh, but where can people find you on 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 the social medias and stuff? Yeah, so mine is at Pirate Mushroom. The podcast, though, of course, is at the Center Ring. Talk esports, much like Kevin here. Kevin actually comes on the show. He's our League of Legends. That's right. So, anytime we need someone to talk league, which will be here soon, oh, uh, we'll have him on. So check it out. There you go. So uh, like, review, and subscribe to the podcast, and you'll hear me on there occasionally giving uh, League of Legends noob talk. I guess is that what we would call it? Just kind of giving you guys a little bit more of the uh, the info. On the scene at large? Whatever you can give us. You could honestly just make it all up and I would believe you. So, like, I would have nothing to challenge you on. I meant to say congratulations to Cloud9's Valorant team for uh, making it, what, fifth, sixth, seventh place? Yeah, you know what? uh, Maybe I'm a Cloud9 fanboy, but that was actually pretty good, I think. That was pretty favorites going like they no. were the least favorite na team going in a lot of people were surprised they were there so no last chance qualifier right there but no I, congratulations on that at least that's that's the I, top finish I, na team yeah i took it as an accomplishment as a cloud nine fan they looked good well valor gets started next month i believe hcs is still ongoing ceo gets started next week and it's a bunch of stuff from there i know league of legends get, get started uh, this weekend, in fact. So, a lot of stuff happening across esports. Uh, Tim, thank you for coming on again. I appreciate you. And really, uh, I can't wait to have you back on. So, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Anytime. 
He's Tim Krajewski of the Center Ring Podcast, and I'm Kevin Correa, host of the Esports Network Podcast. Podcast.